Welcome, listeners. My name is Jonathan Mahoney, and I am here with Abbot George Burke, and this is the Light of the Spirit Monastery podcast. And I have a question today for Abbot George. Could you explain the meaning of aparigraha? Because according to your book, it means non-possessiveness, non-greed, non-selfishness, non-acquisitiveness. But I think to be a real yogi, you have to be very selfish because you basically give up everything in your search for God and self-realization. Therefore, could you explain what a parigraha means for the aspirant yogi? Well, it doesn't mean not having things. It means having no attachment to them. Okay. Not even having the feeling this belongs to me. You understand, well, this is made out of the energies of the cosmos and okay. this is not mine again here's where varagya or detachment comes in see so it does mean not accumulating a lot of stuff very definitely it means that the yogi will live simply uh the yogi will not say oh i am like king janaka who was a great yani but yet he was rich and he had this kingdom and gaddle, 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 gaddle. Uh, this has nothing to do with that. that that's mythology. Okay. Uh, the, the real truth is you can't own anything. You don't even own your body. You can just get a puff of some kind of germs. In a few days, you'll be absolutely dead. Uh, you, you can't stop. So you don't even own your own body. And most people don't own their own mind. They're nothing more than the conditionings they've got from their families, from their environment, from society. They can't even think independently. So it's knowing nothing is yours. And the truth is no thing is you. Your body isn't you. Even your mind isn't you. These are tools that the true you which is pure spirit, is using. And its nature is pure consciousness. No vibration, no energy. Back in the old, especially uh, exuberant drug days, everybody talked about energies, energies, energies. And even the phony gurus that came to America, they were always talking about vibrations and relating this to yoga. Well, yes, Mantra was vibration, and it's a tool. But real meditation is not just experiencing a vibration. It's opening your consciousness. The yogi should come to understand nothing is mine. There's a certain level where it's all divine. It is all God because it is the vibration of the divine evolutionary light power we call the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mahashakti, the feminine, the divine feminine side of God, that just as we were conceived in our mother's womb and we grew there, and then her own body by its forces brought us to birth, and we separated from her and were a separate living conscious entity in the womb. The baby cannot distinguish the mother's thoughts from its thoughts. Mm -hmm. And again, remember, we've had many lives. Therefore, we come already very fully conditioned into this life. And so we're aware of, of what is going on with our mother. 
and Dr. Morris Netherton, a good friend of ours, discovered that a lot of conditioning we have, deep subconscious conditioning, is from our mother's thoughts that we thought were our own thoughts. Okay. You see? Uh, for example, uh, if the mother, we talk about women that are pregnant and they have all these cravings for odd foods and this and that, really comes from a need for certain nutrients that they're lacking. But so uh, the craving a mother has in the womb can actually cause a person when they're older to become extremely attracted to or virtually addicted to that very thing. You see? Interesting. Well, the truth is your mind isn't yours. Your body isn't yours because you're not the body. You're not the mind. And you have to have stuff to live. After all, just think you and I are looking at computer monitors. We didn't get them for free either. And uh, look at all the things we have. We have automobiles and so on. So it's very hard to not identify with all this. But the yogi should continually be centering his consciousness through the soham japa and meditation. So he uses all these things, appreciates them, but knows they aren't really fully mine. And I am always separate from this. You see? Okay. This was the the uh, fallacy that came up back in the hip days that you could take certain drugs and then you get self-realization. Well, you can't because you don't get self-realization. You are self-realization. And you reveal it to yourself by your sadhana. A guru doesn't reveal it to you. God doesn't reveal it to you. You show it to yourself. You keep putting soham in front of your consciousness, and suddenly you come to just understand, well, what do you know? That's me. Okay. <laughs> I am that. That's what it means. I am that. Not I am he. This is your lower level religion, which God has to be a male or a female, according to how they want to relate. No. I am that. And... This is, this is the keynote, not just of the universe, but of the consciousness of every one of us. So this is the only way to have a parigraha, okay. to where you know it isn't mine. Now, let me uh, tell you about a wonderful man that I met in India. His name was, I don't know his first name, was, we just call him Dr. Panalal, because he was a doctor. MD. But he was a great yogi, a tremendous yogi. And uh, he came frequently to see Anandamaya Ma. And uh, Ma loved him greatly. But the problem is she usually started laughing the moment she saw him because he was a very intense person. And if he thought up of a philosophical question that he couldn't know the answer to, I mean, really, we'd be sitting there, Ma would be there, everything would be nice and quiet. All of a sudden, we hear Ma and turn around, and there's Dr. Panala, who walked with a cane. He'd say, Ma, and then he'd ask his question. Ma would always start laughing. She always found him, she found him very funny. And then uh, she would uh, uh, explain it. Then she'd say, all right, 
here's how it works, and this is how it is. He was a brilliant man, so his questions were always quite intelligent. But they were questions that most people didn't ask because they never thought about things. All right. Okay, I've laid the groundwork for that. So, Dr. Panalal was the governor of Benares, Varanasi, the great holy city. I suppose, I, I don't understand the whole governmental setup, but they didn't say he was mayor. They said he was governor. So he lived in the holy city of Varanasi and was a governor, and the governor had really a palace to live in. And um, so he had his palace. But he knew this can get to my mind and so on. I can think, oh, I am the governor of Benares, the most holy place of India. So he built just a little hut for himself. Very simple little, little, very poor, you know, uh, not rich, not valuable, just perfectly utilitarian little hut. And he meditated there. And he'd meditate a long time in there, every day. So he was meditating, and uh, there came a loud banging on the door, and they called out and said, the palace is on fire, the palace is on fire. He tried to ignore it, but they kept banging, and he finally said, I'm meditating, go away. Okay. Mm -hmm. So time went by, and then here came some family members banging on the door. You know, the fire is spreading, the fire is spreading. He said, I don't care. I'm meditating. Will you leave me alone? So this happened a few times. So finally, when he came out, there was his family standing there, and there was nothing but a heap of rubble and ash. And I don't know what reaction they wanted him to have, but his reaction was, as he stood there and said, well, it looks like we'll have to build another one. <laughs> he didn't say, oh, what a shame. All my books were burned up. Oh, no, think of this, think of that. Oh, poor little us. We don't have any clothes. But the clothes we're wearing, oh, the house got burned up. No. Yeah, make another one. And therefore, people can be told, a yogi can be told, well, you know something, you've only got two or three weeks to live. And the yogi may know, well, I haven't, I haven't attained self-realization. So if he thinks the doctor can handle it, he'll say, well, I'll just get another body. Which is true, <laughs> you see. Uh, clinging to this physical embodiment is, oh, no, no. Like, oh, if I go out of my body, why more than half of me will be gone. What do I do? Uh, what do I do when I lose my marvelous brain? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what you'll do. You'll have to go back to school again and learn to read and write. <laughs> and so on, and you'll be born a little. You'll just go after you're born. And uh, people say, kuchi kuch to you, and you can't even focus your eyes and so on. And that's why you should stop it and get beyond rebirth. Yeah. And then... Not have to worry. But this is the real part, Raha. I'm not the body. I'm not the mind. I'm not the subtle bodies. I'm not my emotions. After all, we say about someone, oh, they're such a loving person. 
oh, they're such a generous person. And that's good. That's positive. But the yogi knows I'm not even loving. I'm not generous. Because this is a dream. And if in my dream I give a million dollars to poor people, when I wake up, I don't say, well, I've given a million dollars to poor people. No, I haven't. It was just a dream. Yeah. Anyway, this is the only way to follow real aparigraha. You've got to get self-realization. But until then, we should try to wean ourselves away from all this stuff. And as I say, you could say, oh, King Janaka, King Janaka and all that he owned. But why be such an egotist that you think that just by having read a couple of books on Vedanta, you can turn into King Janaka? King Janaka was what he was because he was evolved to that level. And yoga is the conscious self-evolution of the yogi. In other words, he's decided, I can't wait to just evolve automatically. I'll be hundreds of thousands of years at it if I'm lucky, and no doubt millions. So fortunately, the great masters have come into this world and said, here's the way out. Here is the fire exit. And don't be stupid and sit around and say, oh, in a few years, I think I'll go through the fire exit before the whole Mahapralaya burns up everything. No, the real yogi says, run, get out. And that's, uh, that's the way to do it. That's a parigraha.